my grievance, uh, poor officiating this year in all sports. I'll start with Major League Baseball. Uh, anybody who played baseball from the age of 10 uh, when you started playing uh, overhand fast-pitch baseball to the professionals will know that if you get hit with a ball, you react a certain way. And the ball, to Tom's point, if Josh Hader really hit a guy in the hand, if he's throwing at 90, 95, whatever that pitch was, pretty sure a guy's going to react by doing what? What do you do if you get hit with a baseball? What's yeah, the first thing you your do? Hand. Start shaking hurts. your hand because it, it hurts. hurts. The guy never even flinched. The ball never hit the guy. Hit the bottom of the bat. Yep. Brewers got screwed. They should be World Series champions. Unbelievable. That's my grievance. That ball never hit him. Nope, it never did. It hit this bat. Name one baseball. What is this guy made out of titanium? Name one baseball player who's ever been hit with a baseball that didn't What's Wolverine wins. made out of? Yeah, adamantium. Is and that what this guy's got in his hand? Is that Captain America's shield too? Um, that is vibranium. Vibranium? Uh, that's terrible that I know both those One things. One of my grievances way. is all the Marvel movies coming out. Get a new idea, Hollywood. I'm sick of 8,000. Marvel movies. I'm sick of eight Marvel movies every week. Give me a new idea. There's another grievance. Uh, no, I would say officiating is, I mean, it's bad. Uh, on all levels. I mean, I, we, we've seen it, uh, whether it's the Packers, the Badgers, the Brewers. But, I mean, officiating is just tough. Scene. It's at an all-time low. It's tough, tough, um, tough. And there are, there are teams every single week that are losing games because of human element, which should never happen. So it's either you go, you, you, you toss out all replay and you go back to what it was 25 years ago. Yeah. Or you just toss out all human beings and you let robots do it, or you let the eye in the sky, and you just have somebody at a computer screen uh, hitting jumped, a button we've if jumped it's a the penalty shark. or not. We've because, jumped the shark on technology. Yeah. Uh, is, the, I don't know if it's the game's too quick or technology's too good, but the the human element of refereeing in sports is, is broken. You either got to go back to the old way of doing it or eliminate the human element. They, it, what they're doing now, it's broken. The, yep. the system is broken. You either... Have Skynet become self-aware and you activate the T-1000 to be the referee? Or you just strip away the technology yeah. and just let them do it like they used to do you it? You go like Snake Plissken in uh, Escape from L.A. You hit the, the death code where the whole world goes back into the Stone Age. Yep. So you either kill all technology or you eliminate the human beings. Or Yep, or you transcend to the next plane. Because, yeah, the officiating is bad. Bad, bad, bad. Bad. Uh, well, here, an example. You know one place where the officiating was really bad once? Seattle. Remember, the, there's a play oh, called the Fail Mary. It's terrible. And it was looking pretty much like the road to the Super Bowl was probably going to go through Seattle, right? Seahawks were a 14-point favorite yesterday. Uh, they take out the lowly Cardinals, and then they have a home game with San Francisco. More than likely, the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Seattle. Packers win one of the next two games. They grab the two-seed. And, you know, you'll you'll get a first-round bye. You probably have the Saints come to Lambeau in the second round, and you win that. Then you're going off to Seattle. Tough game, but, boy, what a how, how poetic would that be? Rematch five years after the collapse, and you go to the Super Bowl. Well, now everything has changed because if you missed it yesterday, the Seahawks, as a two-touchdown favorite, lose at home to the lowly Cardinals which now means the road to the Super Bowl potentially goes through Green Bay if the Packers win tonight and next week and Seattle takes out San Francisco next week, which you have to think the Seattle's going to be a little grumpy. They'll be grumpy. And if they lose that game next week, they fall all the way to the sixth seed. Mm. 
Uh, if they win, they're, they could still be the number one seed. So, obviously, a lot for Seattle. But with that loss and a Packer win tonight, Green Bay controls its own destiny for the home for home field advantage. So, my question, both you guys and anyone else listening, 608-321-1670, should that be factored in tonight or is that have, is that has nothing to do with it because you still have one week and some things would still have to sort out? Or do you think if you're Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, are you now selling to the team that not only if we win tonight do we win the division, we are basically a coin flip away from winning, you know, the number one seed in the NFC. I don't think they – I wonder. I'd love to be a fly in the wall in the locker room to see if they even talk about that. I think it's that – I think, honestly, when you knew that coach speak is so dumb, like, oh, it was one game I know they time, always say that, but do you really believe That's that? What, I'd love to be a fly in the wall to see if they actually talk about, well, if we do this, boys, and we're going to lock up that home field, blah, 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 or if they honestly, truly do, don't even talk about it and just do it literally one day at a time. Right. I mean, put yourself in the Matt LaFleur's shoes. If you were the coach of the team, wouldn't you want to do it just one day at a time, one game at a time? Why start, like – convoluting yeah. everything because if you win everything else falls into place why why would you even need to bring it up as long as you keep handling your business yeah i get that and that's probably the right thing i don't know nelson i just feel like does it i mean it's and it, you shouldn't need any look you've never won in this building uh it is whether you're a bear or viking it's either your first or second biggest rival so i get like you don't need any more motivation if you're the packers i'm just saying that the allure of home field doesn't that doesn't that grab you no that they could you know that you wouldn't want to sell that you win tonight, you're in the driver's seat for home field advantage. I mean, you definitely have to bring it up because if you're going to get as much energy from these guys as possible, you got to turn the dial to 10 and let them know exactly what they're playing for. I like to go to 11. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I look, you both make good points, right? And you're and you're absolutely right, Ebo, that every time, whether, you know, we have one of our, you know, guys like Amon Green in here or when we do our roundtable shows, all the guys who played say that that's, you know, that's what their coaches preach. You know, you can't can't worry about the college football playoff. You can't worry about the Rose Bowl. You can't worry about the playoffs. All you can worry about is Minnesota. I'm just saying to Nelson's point, which I kind of agree with, like, man, the alert. Now now it's a real tangible thing, right? Like, home field advantage two weeks ago was like, that's never going to happen. It'd be a miracle to get the two seed, and boy, would that be something. More than likely, it's going to be the three seed, but if everything broke right, maybe, just maybe, we can get the two seed. Now, if you win tonight... You could have home field advantage. I just don't know why you wouldn't want to put that out there. Like, dude, I wonder, we could have the road to the Super Bowl go through Green Bay. Now, I guarantee that every player in there is thinking about it or knows about it. I've talked about it, but I wonder if the coaching staff even has to bring it up. Why would you even? Why would you even focus on anything other than just winning the game? Because if you win, everything else falls into place. Why do you gotta like? I'm sure everyone's thinking about it, and knows about it. Is, it. is it one of those things that you don't even need to bring up? Yeah, I mean, it's like the, you know, and I I mean, I like Aaron Rodgers, but I think he's full of crap half the time. You know, he says, I don't read this stuff. Right? Yeah, yes, they, they all do. They absolutely. Of course. So if you don't think the Packers watched like that game yesterday, I'm sure they were up in Minnesota. They probably got in, you know, yesterday around lunchtime, yep. did their media stuff that they have to do, probably did a walkthrough, and we're back at the team hotel having dinner, and I guarantee the Seahawks-Cardinal game was on, and every Packer said, holy crap. Do you see that? Arizona. That? Brett Hundley just let a freaking touchdown drive to ice the game. Arizona beat Seattle. Oh my God, what does this mean? I guarantee they all pull their phones out and say, dude, you know, you realize you guys, if we win tomorrow night 
and Seattle beats San Francisco next week, we're the home. We're the number one seed now. Yeah, like I mean, they know. They know. Don't of course tell they me know. they don't know that. Don't don't go to the podium and say, "Well, we didn't even know about that game. We weren't even watching." Liar. Yes, of course you were. A hundred percent, you were watching. Yeah, you're tuned in. You knew it was going. So I mean, why even talk about it then? If everyone knows what's going to happen, if you just handle your business, why why bring in a bunch of extra? You know, uh, scenarios and headlines and drama. Just focus on going to U.S. Bank Stadium, getting your first win there, and then everything else will fall into place. It's a good question. Six if people like Aaron Rodgers actually think that the the public believes him when he said he doesn't read all these things, he doesn't watch them, just go south to Chicago and you'll see Mitchell Trubisky was crying about TVs on <laughs> yeah. in the very own place where he, where he works, works out. Like, I can't figure out how to turn them off. Give me a break. No, yeah, that's exactly a good point. I mean, that, that, yeah, that's a good point, Nelson. I don't think this guy's got a lot of grievances right now after the weekend Badger Wrestling team had. It's uh, our buddy Chris Bono. What's up, Coach? Hey, the music sounds great, guys. I love it. Yeah, yeah. there you go, buddy. Our Christmas gift to you, Coach. Uh, Coach, it's Festivus today. Any, any, any grievances you want to get off your chest before we uh, get started? No grievances, man. I'm happy and thankful and fired up to be here and... Uh, you know, ready, ready to take a day or two off and then get back at it. No, no, no grievances, man. Uh, hey, I love it, man. Well, it, I was just gonna say it's tough to have one after the weekend you guys had. Uh, let's start with Thursday night, uh, home opener. That was great. Crowd was great, and the results even better. A pretty dominant win for you guys on Thursday night against Kent State. Yeah, what I'm really happy about was our young guys went out there and got bonus points. You know, um, they went out there not just trying to look to win. They went out there and dominated. You know, Barnett getting a fall, Sharon Brock getting a fall. You know, um, real important. We got a couple of freshmen wrestling real well right now, and so uh, it was great. Crowd was great. Great home opener. Uh, can't wait to get back in there in a couple weeks. Yeah, how about you mentioned uh, Barnett, Eric Barnett, uh, uh, you know, a local kid uh, here in Wisconsin, uh, highly rated recruit, was redshirted uh, coach to start the year. Redshirt pulled, gets in, gets his first match of his career and, and gets the pin. That's got to be pretty good confidence builder for him and for you guys. Yeah, you know, we see it in the room every day. I see him out in competition. The guy's tough. But you never know when you, you've got a, uh, an 18, 19-year-old kid wrestling his first match in front of family and fans. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. So uh, Eric's a mature young man and uh, fired up for him to, uh, to get in the lineup and do really well. Uh, visiting with Badger head wrestling coach uh, Chris Bono. And then the other big news of the weekend, coach, for you guys down at the uh, the U.S. Nationals, uh, a qualifier for the Olympic trials. Our guy Evan Wick uh, takes out a bunch of uh, former national champs and, and world team members and uh, finishes fourth. So he's uh, punched his tippet to the Olympic trials. Yeah, and we forfeited that last match, you know, so he really was in for third. But um, you know what? He went down there with the idea to qualify the weight. We qualified the weight, and I wasn't looking to get him injured in that last match. Uh, to get ready for the college season. But I'll tell you what, Evan Witt wrestled the best I've ever seen him wrestle. Um, he avenged two losses from just uh, eight months ago out at the U.S. Open. Um, he got he got teched by Jake Suflon uh, last year, and then we wound up teching him, and then we got pinned by Nassar, um, and he wound up beating Nassar to be able to go to the trial. So, man, I'm fired up forever, and he did a heck of a job, and uh, you know, I, 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 I can't say enough uh, great things about him. You know, and coach to that point, you know, Seth Gross uh, winning uh, the, the NYAC tournament a few weeks ago. So you, you got two guys, and you just talk about this, you know, two guys that are still on the college team that have the chance, you know, to, to qualify for the Olympics uh, next spring. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, this is this was part of our um, our vision and our, our, our plan when we when we came here. 
you know, with the resources that we have here and the support that we have here, there's no reason why our guys shouldn't be, uh, um, you know, getting to the pinnacle of the sport, and that's making, uh, you know, Olympic teams and winning gold medals. Um, the support here that we have is unbelievable. You know, Coach Alvarez and Chris McIntosh and Doug Teed are our guys, uh, and, and they take care of us like no other. Um, let's not also forget we have a woman training with us, too, that made the Olympic trials, too, and Ronnie Heaton. So um, we want to we want to give her a little shout-out as she got, tries to make her quest as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, women's wrestling, they say it's the fastest-growing, you know, sport in America. I know it's a, it's a college sport at some of the uh, universities here in the state and, and absolutely Olympic sport. And folks don't realize, you know, you guys have the, the Badger Regional Training Center. Uh, you know, you got men and women training out of there. Now you have a couple uh, on each side in the Olympic trials. Yeah, and that's very, very exciting. You know, we, um, you know, we're all for women's wrestling here, and uh, you know, I'm excited. We've been training Rana since she's been about 14 years old when we were back in Brookings, and um, you know, she made the switch. She's changed her lifestyle, dedicated her life, and is, uh, and and I couldn't be more proud to see the growth that she's had as well. Uh, Coach, you mentioned a couple days off. Uh, I mean, look, I, you and I, when I, I did the college wrestling, just like you did. I mean, you, there's not much time off. You know, I spent a lot of a lot of lonely nights on the campus of Edinburgh University. Uh, over Christmas break, but you do get a couple of days off. So is, how nice is that for the kids to be able to get a few days off here? Well, it, it's great, you know, but our local kids are still here. You know what I mean? The kids that don't have to fly anywhere, they're going to be here training throughout this Christmas break. Um, you know, we got in late last night. I'm already in here in the office ready to roll to see who shows up. And, uh, you know, it isn't, right? It's uh, The off days come out after the NCAA tournament for a few days. So, um, you know, it's what we do. It's our sport, and we're always trying to get uh, an edge, and hopefully there's other teams taking this week off, and we're, uh, we're getting after it. Hey, Coach, did you see up on uh, Twitter right now, I'm watching a reaction reel from Chris Bono on the sidelines here uh, getting after it. Did you know that video's out there of you? Man, I, I, think, I think they photoshopped some of those videos. That's not really me. <laughs> you got some moves out there, man. Huh? I hear you. <laughs> some exciting stuff, dude. I'll have to retweet that for you. Hey, but in all seriousness, uh, you're, you're pretty – I mean, the, the, you have a pretty good following in the, the training center. You guys are pretty – you know, I see Reader and McDonough all the time. You guys are always out promoting the brand. Yeah, I think it's important. You know, I, um, I went to the leadership conference one year, and they talked about promoting your brand when – you know, I had taken that job, my previous job, and we were last in the country, and I couldn't recruit on results. I couldn't, rec- so I had to, I had to come up with a brand and a slogan and a mantra, and you know, and I feel it's very, very important. People want to be able to click on something on their phone and watch a video, um, and it's very easy. They can follow your program that way. So, creating a brand and being consistent with it's very, very important to our program. Uh, Badger head wrestling coach Chris Bono with us. Uh, so, once break's done, uh, big, big event, the Midlands. We talked a little bit about it last week. Uh, for those who don't uh, follow closely the wrestling, you know, explain that tournament. You know, kind of a big two-day tournament down at uh, at Northwestern University. Uh, you get some of the best college teams. Sometimes you get uh, some of the best, you know, international, you know, guys that have graduated college that come back and wrestle in that thing. That's that's one of the, the premier, you know, college tournaments in season, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's one of my favorite. I love it. It's two hours down the road. It shows who trains over the break. You know what I mean? It um, you can't hide your you can't hide that you didn't do anything. And uh, um, this is a chance for our guys to take, you know, get the edge on somebody that maybe had a little bit on in the first semester, train through this week, get down to Midlands, have a great performance, and then uh, get ready for that Big Ten season. Uh, I love it. And then speaking of that Big Ten season, right, uh, coming up, and, and, and it's just basically dual meet after dual meet. I know obviously we're going to be down there with you guys, but, uh, you know, this is kind of the final tune-up, isn't it, the Midlands, and you, you get into conference dual meets the rest of the way. It sure is. You know, in our first weekend back in the conference action, we go two, two uh, top ten team in Minnesota on Friday night, and then we get right back here against the number two team in the country in Nebraska on Sunday. I believe it's like the 10th, 11th, 12th, something like that. 
So um, that's going to be a huge day, a dual circled on your calendar. Um, Nebraska Sunday. Um, I'm not sure what the date is, but uh, they're going to be the number two team in the country in the field house, and uh, we need that place rocking. Hey, we will. Uh, we'll be there. We'll bring uh, the Joan Ebo army, and I'm sure you'll bring your army as well. And we'll uh, we'll go to war, man. I love it. I can't wait. And uh, and, and I tell you, we'll have this song blaring loud. And yeah, 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 yeah. Done. Hey, thanks, buddy. Uh, have a great Christmas, and uh, good luck down the road. And we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you after the holiday. All right, Merry Christmas, guys. There he is, Badger Head Wrestling Coach Chris Bono. Fired up, man. Yeah. Got another, got two uh, Olympic trials qualifiers. So they now have three uh, wrestlers in the Olympic trials. And uh, what, they went 42 to 6 in their uh, in their match on Thursday night, man. They are they are rolling right now. They are definitely rolling. We welcome in our guy, Tony Cartagena. Tony, here you go. Uh, do you want to get any grievances right out of the way to start? Uh no, it's, it's I'll I'll be in a cheerful holiday mood. No grievances to to get okay. things going. Okay, is that, is that because of the Bucks are like winning at a high level, Tony? I think it's because it's too early. I haven't been angry about anything yet. But um, <laughs> uh, no, the Bucks are winning at an extremely high level. And if you watched last night, they were down twelve zero, and then it was twelve three. Excuse me, and then thing the rails kind of came off from there, and this team can just score in such bunches and so quickly that even when they're down against a good team, because Boston's of the world, but they're really good, and they're going to get Victor Oladipo back, and they're going to be even better. But Milwaukee has handled themselves as they have, and it's been impressive to watch. Was that, was that last night the depth of the Bucks coming out? Because I see, what, six players were in double digits here when it comes to points. Giannis, Middleton, Lopez, Matthews, George Hill, Robin Lopez. Is this the, the Bucks flexing their depth muscle? Yeah, and I asked coach Bud about it all the time just the luxury it is to be able to go to your bench as often as they have I mean even in New York they were down two starters with West and Bledsoe not playing and I think in that one they might have had seven players scoring double figures including everyone that was in the starting lineup and then George Hill off of the bench there as well so they have depth they have the ability to score they have athletes um, and then when their backs are against the wall they get a I don't want to call it a breakout performance because he's been in the league like 100 years, but they get a great performance from Robin Lopez. Uh, visiting with our guy, Tony Cartagena. So, final thought on that game last night, Tony. Even when I talked about this earlier, and I got it the first time. The second time, it's like, okay, move on. The third time, it's like, dude, seriously, what is with the Malcolm Brogdon Buck stuff? Like, yes, you were a good player. We get it. Like, move on, man. Why is he still obsessing over the Bucks? Uh, Malcolm Brogdon was way more than just a basketball player in Milwaukee, and I think that's what it comes down to. He he was obviously great on the court, both ends of the floor. He won a prestigious award here, being Rookie of the Year. They took a chance on him as a second-rounder to really give him playing time that obviously earned, he earned in practice. But you got to understand, when he came in the league, he was fully grown. He did four years of college. Yeah. So he came in the league, and he's older, two years older than Giannis. Two, or he's Chris Middleton's age. And those guys kind of just bonded instantly. And Brogdon was like in a veteran-esque type role just because he was so mature basketball-wise. So, And so, everything he did for the city off the court, too. Like, people are never going to forget that. Whether they like the decision to let him walk or not, Brogdon's always going to be tied to Milwaukee. Was it, was it a Brogdon decision? Was it the Bucks brass? Because at first they said they would pay the luxury tax and they didn't want to pay the luxury tax and they opposed to, you know, getting cheaper players. Like, what, what led to the decision of Brogdon... I mean, was it a messy breakup? Like, what led to that decision for him to move on? I don't. I didn't think it was at the time, but now the more people talk about it, the more it seems like 
maybe there were some behind the scenes things. So David or um, John Horse, excuse me, I almost said David Stern. Stern's on mine. <laughs> uh, John Horse did David Aldridge, who used to be on TNT. He did his podcast a couple weeks ago, and he said financially the team put themselves in a position to be able to sign Chris and to sign Malcolm uh, as the offseason hit. And that was pretty evident. That's why they had like the expiring deal of Nico Miritich, and they, you know, traded off Tony Snell and did all those financial things. And and then I, he said the Bucks made the decision where they were going to try to maximize those dollars. Mm-hmm. And Brogdon kind of just got priced out. So like last night when Brogdon said Indiana valued me more, it's because they gave you the highest price tag. And the Bucks got to a point where they could no longer pay him and also pay complimentary pieces. Because the way I look at it, they had the money to bring back Brogdon and Chris and then probably have to give DJ Wilson a bunch of playing time because that's where they would have been financially strapped. And if you look at this roster right now, if you bring back Brogdon this past offseason, there's no Wesley Matthews, there's no George Hill, there might not be Robin Lopez. Yeah. And then I think John Horse was in a position where just financially what his limitations were and what other teams were offering Malcolm, what do you want? And I honestly... Like, I don't get it because Giannis, Giannis talked about, too, about how he wanted Brogdon back, and then he brought it up, too, before they played him against the Pacers. But, I mean, at this point of the season right now, can't you say the Bucks are better without Malcolm Brogdon? I mean, they're 27-4. So it's going to be tough to say that they're worse without them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're, they're, their situations. point differential, the Bucks' point differential, is the best that's ever been in the NBA, the history of the NBA right now. And that's without yeah. Brogdon. And, and think about it. On the defensive end of the floor, Wes is a little bit bigger. He's a veteran. So that matters. And George Hill has been playing. Like George Hill's not going to win six man of the year because he's George Hill. Yeah, he's ancient. But, yeah, but George Hill deserves to get six man of the year votes. Yeah. And you brought that back. So, like, the way I look at it, there's so many nuances to the way contracts work in the league. But I I firmly believed what with what John Horst was saying about how they could have brought back both and they made the decision to do what was best for the team to not go over. They drew their line in the sand. They didn't go over that number. And then they were able to sign complimentary pieces. Like, are you going to put Brogdon, Brogdon on LeBron James in the NBA Finals? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> You're going to put Wesley Matthews on him. Yeah. Like that's a long-term decision that matters. Tony, that what would, what would I be don't disagree with it. what would be more tough, being a GM in the NBA or being a GM in the MLB? Depends on what MLB team you're a GM. For. <laughs> True. Yeah, money is no object. Yeah. yeah, just hand out a blank check if you're the GM. If you're David Stearns and you have to know baseball and understand lefties, righties, uh, infielders, all these things in order to maximize. $100 million versus maximizing a blank check in New York might be a little harder. Um, I think I'd be a great NBA GM if we're throwing names out there. I don't <laughs> I, think John Horsey can fight. I'd be great, too. I just wanted the chance to try, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, visiting with our guy, uh, Tony Cartagena. Hey, before we let you go, uh, so now the next uh, game up, Christmas Day, uh, you know, a lot of people, Tony, say the NBA season starts or people start paying attention uh, how much stock do you put in these Christmas Day games? I mean, it, it's become, you know, the showcase of the best players and the best teams. And and obviously now with year two of the Bucks, I mean, they're, they're, they're obviously now in that. Is this kind of like once you play on Christmas Day, like the NBA now like gives you credit or recognizes you that you are one of the elite teams or elite players? I don't know about elite teams. I would say that they're marketable now. And I think that's super important, obviously. 
especially when you're talking about free agents. Like, the NBA is going to put the 10 most marketable names or players or franchises on the court on Christmas Day, right? Like, that's why I think Kobe played in Christmas Day his entire career. So is LeBron. So Steph before, you know, when he was winning titles. So, like, it's, it's the most marketable day of the year for the NBA. There's so many eyes. People just have it on in the background. And then, I mean, I think the league's goal is, some random kid in Toronto who's opening Christmas presents sees Giannis has never watched him before, and then next year he's asking for the Bucks thirty four jersey. Yeah, like that's that's the point of all of it. The game obviously is a big game, and it's Milwaukee Philly. Um, it's a day game, so that's a little weird. There's always a different vibe on Christmas Day too. Uh, home teams I feel like do really well, although I don't. I haven't looked up the stat yet to back that up, but just because the you know the emotion in the air, but. Um, it's going to be a fun day regardless from first tip at 11 a.m. Could you make a grievance that the Bucks have played Christmas Day, what is it, is it two years in a row now, three years in a row now, two years, whatever it two, is? Two, two, two in a row. Two in a row, and they haven't done one in Milwaukee yet? Could that be a grievance? Well, here's the deal. If you're the NBA champion, you're guaranteed a home game on, if they put you on Christmas Day. So they got a little something to work for. So next year? Hey, if they can get it done. <laughs> I love it, man. Look at the scoring. Look at the point differential, though. The Bucks are beating the 71-72 Lakers. Like, it's the best, best point differential in the history of the NBA. But you have, like, 49 regular season games left. That's the, I left that fact out on purpose, Tony. <laughs> it's fact. Hey, uh, Tony, why don't you do this? Because I'm a huge WWE fan. See, see if you can find out, is, the, is the, the pro wrestling stuff they do before the games, is that now, like, an every game thing? Is that their new shtick? Doing the, I see Giannis it's dropping wrong. a people's elbow on Robin Lopez. Well, is that their new thing now? Well, yeah, they did it long before it got like publicized, and then it got publicized, and they've done it a few times since. And the other day, they started it and then just shook hands and became best friends. So the more people like want it, I feel like the Bucks are going to dial it back. But they've been doing it. It's a ton of fun. Those guys just have a great time. Oh, it's, pre- it's amazing. I mean, Giannis is pretty good. I mean, dude's got yeah. some. He's got a future in pro wrestling. If, uh, if, if and when he shuts it down in the NBA, guy, guy well, has some moves. WWE is coming to Milwaukee. I think it was March 29th, but they're going to be on a flight to Washington. I've oh. already checked the schedule. Oh, like there's not even like an off day where he could where he could show up. Well, uh, enjoy uh, the Christmas Day game, Tony, and you have a happy holiday, my friend. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. See you, Tony. There he is. Tony Cartagena covers the Bucks for us. Bucks Christmas Day. Yeah, they need a Christmas. That could be a definitely an airing of a Greens. Why do the freaking 76ers get a home game over the Bucks? Who was in the Eastern Conference Finals last year? Uh, the Bucks. Last I checked, it was the Bucks. Come on, man. Happy, happy Festivus. It's the Festivus for the rest of us. Happy Festivus. Get the party started, Eves. Got a lot of problems with you people, and now you're gonna hear about it. Yeah, I got a grievance. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're gonna hear about it. Uh, I, I like the people like you know Chris Bono and some of our listeners who called it and say they're happy they don't have any grievances. I unfortunately am not that person. I have many, and from Mount, the revolving door of Mount Notice to poor officiating. Uh, I've had I've had several, and I'm I'm not even done yet. You know what else I want to air a grievance about? Tell me what people bitching on Twitter about the eleven and three Packers. I am so sick of hearing Packer fans say, "What's wrong with this team? They don't look very good." 
If you're a Packer fan and you're tweeting what's wrong with the Packers at 11 and 3, do me a favor, find the highest bridge in Wisconsin and jump off it cuz we got no room for you on our bus of Packer fans. They're 11 and 3 and I have to justify all the time their existence. That's my grievance. Uh, span- Sick of Packer fans, com- so-called Packer fans complaining about an 11 and 3 team. Spanning over the Baraboo River is a 160-foot-tall concrete <laughs> go there uh, bridge. So there you go. Uh, my grievance. <laughs> Jump off the near highest bridge. Seriously, why? How do you call yourself a Packer fan if you take to Twitter after a game and say, "Good win, but Rogers still stinks," or "This team is so lucky it's 11 and four," or "Lafleur doesn't know what he's doing. This team's a miracle." Like it's he's in over his three. head. Yeah, 11 and three. Nelson, Give me a break. Do you have any grievances? I'm just disappointed in this offense, the Packers' offense, See, because like him. Matt Lafleur. I'll drive was, his ass to a bridge quoted, right now. People were quoted calling him Wonder Boy. That's me. Yeah, their offense has stunk for like every single game except for a few. Aaron Rodgers has not looked good. He's been average at best. I was told this was going to be a new innovative offense. It looks like the same stinky one from the last two years. It is the numbers. The, are the only same. other thing that's gotten better is the defense. And that's because they went out and signed some players. Actually, not really. Their defense is about the same as last year, numbers wise. <laughs> the special, special teams is worse. <laughs> they're not, and they're, until yeah. until as of the last two games. Yeah, I think the defense has gotten better. They got more sacks. The the, uh, the sacks are up. The pressures are up. I think the takeaways are up. Maybe not the yards they've gotten better, but overall, I think they've gotten better. Uh, my airing of grievances. Uh, another one is if you're at like a like a smaller, more intimate Packer party. You know, you're, it's not a ton of people, but it's like you know, it's like ten or less people at a Packer party. My grievance is the guy that gets up in front of the TV and continues to scream at the top of his lungs at the refs. At the, I mean, yes, yeah, scream at the refs, sure. Like that's a grievance of mine too. But just bottle it inside and like a normal individual and suppress it for years and years and years until it comes out. Don't. Why do these guys get up in front of the TV in front of everyone and scream? at the TV for like five minutes on end about something that will never change, and they're just annoying you and blocking your view, obstructing the TV. That's my grievance. See, I thought you were going to say people who are at intimate Packer parties who uh, told you, drop the knowledge, did you know that Jake Kumro went to UW-Whitewater? No, I I think that's hilarious. By the way, someone messaged me that. Because that would be maybe one of my grievances. Who said that to me? Someone tweeted uh, that to me the other day. The Brad Davison, we had our list. Go? The Brad Davison play, what, what were the four? The Brad Davison played high school quarterback. Yep. Jake Ferguson is Barry Alvarez's grandson. Yep. The Packers passed on T.J. Watt, and Jake Kumaro went to UW-Whitewater. Those are the four you can count on if you go to any party or any sports bar and start having a random conversation with some sports fan. It is inevitable that one of those four will be brought up. No, no question one of those four gets brought up. So uh, I found it. The Joker337, he tweeted at me on... Um... Yesterday, or Saturday. He said, Ed Ebo says, I'm at my family Christmas, and my cousin just said, hey, did you know that Kumaro played at UW-Whitewater? <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee somebody at my... Blows my mind. Yeah, first time ever we're going to my sister. So I guarantee some rando family member that I haven't seen in forever is going to drop the, how about the Packers this year? Hey, did you see that kid Kumaro? Didn't he go to Whitewater? Or someone will talk to me about going to the Rose Bowl, which I am, and say, hey, how about that, uh, that Alvarez's grandson? You know that? I, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I, Those would same. have to be on my Festivus list. The I think it's funny, but after a while, it's like, it's yes, funny. I it know. It was funny 10 years ago. <laughs> hey, did you know? 
Uh, here's a question on Twitch. The King says, what's more annoying, roll the boat or skull? <laughs> oh, good question. I got to say roll the boat. Yeah, because skull. Because I'm, I'm a Norwegian. Like, right. I got Viking in that's, me. That's part of their heritage. Roll the boat is one guy being an idiot. So and that's, His name is PJ Fleck. Uh, that would be among our grievances. How about PJ Fleck trying to claim a portion of the Big Ten West Championship? There's a grievance. That would be a big grievance for me. Uh, no, you lost to Wisconsin. Wisconsin went to the Big Ten Championship game. There is no co-Big Ten West. You're not doing your best Scott Frost and having a parade for a fake national championship like you did at Central Florida. At least mm-hmm. that team did go 13-0. and uh, You lost twice, PJ Fleck. Both times to teams that Wisconsin beat. Well, heads up to Wisconsin and then to Iowa, who the Badgers beat. You are not co-Big Ten West champions. Yeah, P.J. Fleck is just a grievance all on his own. Uh, Dominic says at Zone Madison, my grievance is also the Packers offense. They were a better team when Adams wasn't playing. Devontae. I mean, it's, 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 I mean you, can't, you can't say it's not, it's not accurate. Again, I have no problem with how they're winning, but if you want to get technical, they're actually – Aaron Rodgers had his four best passing rated statistical games, the games he, uh, Devontae and didn't play. Back me up on this. I think you guys can fall into this too. A uh, grievance of mine is when I get well actually <laughs> What about you guys? There's a lot of that these days. Like if you say something, someone will go, technically, well, actually. What do you think of the well actually crew, Nelly? Nah. I don't hate it as much as you guys. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a time and a place to get well actually. Like Nelson Everybody, well, yeah. Well, I mean, Nelson well actually me last week and it was relevant. But yeah. the ones we usually get are not are just stupid. <laughs> well actually. Oh, that superhero came from the planet of uh, Thornos. And, uh, <laughs> shut up. Uh all right. If you have a sports grievance, six oh eight three two one sixty well, it doesn't have to be sports. You have any grievance, it's Festivus, six oh eight three two one. 1670. Uh, we put this Twitter poll out an hour ago. Uh, just passed 100 votes on this one. By the way, did you see Twitter's now doing percentages? I know. I saw that on Friday. I said wow. that to Nelson. You can't see it on your phone, but you can see it on the desktop or your laptop. Yeah. So I said, Nelson, that was what came in uh, you know, clutch for you when it comes to the ultimate D-bag voting. They this, have percentage points now. I, I will say, Nelson, I still think you lost fair and square. I'm glad we did the revo. But Three revos for him. We right. tried to save him so many times. This could have had this. Now they have fractional percentages on Twitter polls. Maybe, just maybe, you, you could go back and see, you know, uh, if you ever had a case on tying, and then we had to do a revo because tried of the tie. Uh, I, did try, I tried to save you multiple times. You allowed times. the revote because people tied. were whining. No. It was Wrong. tied other than they didn't have fractional per- – maybe you were up 50.6, you know, to 49.4. Who now, knows? Now, I think Jack, the CEO of Twitter – who's F a, that guy. Who's a douchebag, by the way. But I, it's more evidence that he listens because he, right? he, he felt your plight when it comes to the percentage points in the ultimate D-bag vote. Well, so to that point, today's Twitter poll – uh, if the Packers were to be the Vikings tonight, does it need to be convincing? That's been the knock on this team basically all season. Uh, who have you beat that's good, and who did you beat convincingly? What was your What's your statement? What's your signature win this season? Uh, would going into Minnesota and just winning be a signature win, or uh, do you have to, you know, have Aaron Rodgers have three touchdowns and the defense turnover Kirk Cousins three times and the Packers crush? Minnesota 31-13. Does the win need to be convincing for you tonight, Packer fans? Yay or nay? 70, here you go, Nelson, 
Uh, let me hit refresh. 76.6% of the vote says no, it does not have to be convincing. 23.4 says yes. That, Nelson, if you add up 23.4 with 76.6 equals 100%. little math Man, 101. You sound like you. a math major now. <laughs> now, I will say, okay, what about this? The Vikings are a playoff team. Yes, they already are in it in 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 the playoffs. We know that. So you get a good measuring stick of going against a playoff team. Correct. Doesn't matter how they win as long as they beat them because it's a playoff team. Like even if they win butt ass ugly, right. they're still beating a playoff team. Right. And by the way, they've already beat them in Green Bay. So that would be they would have swept a playoff team. Um, you would have a you know I guess Dallas is probably out at this point. I know they're not great, but you know technically, how about this? What if? You guys want to hear the craziest scenario from yesterday? We were talking about the Arizona Cardinals giving the Packers life for home field advantage. How about this? If the Pittsburgh Steelers lose on Sunday against Baltimore, certainly likely, right? Yep. And if the Tennessee Titans lose Sunday against Houston, certainly likely, right? Certainly. The Oakland Raiders would be in the playoffs if they beat the lowly Broncos. Yeah, they got an outside slim shot. How about it? We beat. We outscored the. We we scored forty two unanswered against the Raiders. What maybe the, could you say the Raiders was our was the, the signature Raiders. moment? Raiders could be a playoff team. The same team Evil. that got booed out of the black hole and garbage thrown at them <laughs> could still be. In and my starting running back sat out with a fractured shoulder after playing with it, and they could still make the playoffs. The Raiders. So no. Okay, back to the Packers again. D- does it? I get the I get where Packer fans are coming from. I it drives me crazy. Uh, I you know I will never apologize for winning. All right, what team looks better from September? The Packers or the Vikings right now? Last time they met in September, September fifteenth. Uh, well, let me let me. I'll give you a side by side here. Uh, so if okay. you're talking about since the Packer Viking game, yeah, I mean like obviously the Packers look better than the Vikings in September. Okay. But well, who looks who do, who passes the eye test? Hang now? on. Okay, well, you tell me. Since that game, the uh, Vikings beat the the Raiders at home 34-14. You would say that's probably a wash. Packers beat them yep. 42-20. Yep. Uh, the week after that, the Vikings lost at Chicago. By mm. the way, the quarterback for the Bears that day was Chase Daniel. Oh, he's better than Mitch Trubisky. Uh, you would say that's a, a check mark for the Packers. Uh, they won in Chicago, right? Yes. Uh, the week after that, the Vikings won 28-10 at the Giants. Yeah, I mean, I, 31, 13, 28, 10. I think we'll call that a wash. Okay, we'll wash it out. Uh, next week, the Vikings, 38, 20 at home against the Eagles. Now, the Packers lost Packers at home. That's lost. clearly a victory uh, for the Vikings. Yes. After that, Vikings won 42, 30 at Detroit. Packers play there next week. I don't think that's that impressive of a win. Scored 42 points is pretty impressive, but gave up 30 against a terrible team. Uh, the next week, at home against the Redskins, where have you heard this script before? 19-9, a very unimpressive win over a bad Redskin team. Hey, that's what the Packers did. You got it. The following week, at Kansas City, without Patrick Mahomes, same as the Packers played him and won, lost, lost. 26-23. The week after that, at Dallas, 28-24, then a loss to Seattle, win at Detroit, win at the Chargers. So... I don't know. I would have initially said, yeah, the Vikings have played better. Looking at that schedule, nothing in there. What's impressive? What have the Vikings done that's impressive this year? Mm. Name one. The, beating the Eagles at Beating home. the hell out of the Chargers in California when the uh, Packers took a dump all yeah. over the field. 
down their leg. Is that impressive, though? I mean, San Diego's done at this point, or L.A., or whatever you want to call them. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, the Packers, they have the Vikings have two wins <laughs> against teams that the Packers lost to. The and Packers that, also have two wins against teams that the Vikings lost to. I would say, to. I mean, the Vikings' offense looks more impressive than the Packers' offense because at least the Vikings can score more than 30 points. Packers struggle. No, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins, by the way, he has 211 more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers, and he has one more touchdown. But. But the, the Vikings. But. And a lot less bad looks. What does that mean? Yeah, just a little snide looks that Aaron Rodgers gives everyone. Who cares about his looks? He always does that. He hates uh, He hates everyone, Nelson. I. I, I mean, again, when you say it, yes, initially, Evo, if you had said which team's been more impressive, I would say the Vikings. But after looking at that, I don't know. I mean, does that really? I mean, the offense that, is more impressive. They lost to Seattle. They lost to the Bears. They lost to the Chiefs. They've had three losses since they played the Packers and lost. Their best win would probably be Philadelphia, who's maybe barely a playoff team who did beat the Packers. Or, yeah, they did blow out the Chargers. Um I still think the Packers were just hung over for that game. I'll forever believe that. I think if the Packers played the Chargers tonight, it'd be what happened in the, the Niners then. They did have 10 more yards at halftime. They had 40 yards at halftime against the Chargers. They had 50 against the, the Niners. Yeah, See, I mean, but you can at least say Minnesota's played competitive games. In the losses, the Packers, they weren't competitive. They, they got, got smoked by the Eagles true. on a short week. Smoked. That was a home game. They got smoked by the Chargers, and they got smoked by the 49ers. If the Packers lose, will it ruin Christmas? No, because they're still in the playoffs. Um, it might ruin. Yeah, I, I, I mean, as long as they beat the Lions. I mean, if they lose to the Lions, but we won't know that, obviously, until after Christmas. Um, no, because, look, they, all they have to New do Year's. is. Yeah, that would work exactly. Uh, no, Christmas is safe because you still, all you got to do is win damn Detroit. You're still division <laughs> champs. And I still think Seattle is going to beat San Francisco on Sunday night. So, a lot at stake tonight, boys and girls. I don't need to see a convincing victory tonight. I do need to see a victory, though. Um, And I asked you guys this to start the show. With the Seattle, you know, interesting wrinkle being thrown in, how much does – should that, does that, will that change anything for you, Ebo, watching this game tonight, knowing that – I didn't really think going into the weekend there was a shot of home field advantage. The really the only thing that was still up for grabs was either you're going to be the two seed or the three seed because I'm a, I'm giving them the win against the Lions next week. So the only question for me was, do you win tonight and become the two seed if you're the Packers or lose tonight and become the three seed? The fact that Seattle loses yesterday to Arizona and now the one seed's back on the table do you get greedy as a Packer fan tonight, or do you say, no, you, you got to walk before you run, man. Uh, this is the Vikings who were nearly a touchdown underdog against. Worry about beating the Vikings, and then next week we'll figure out if home field advantage really is in play. Or do you say, like we, Nelson and I were saying earlier, you'd be foolish if you're the Packers not to play that chip up, to use an extra level of motivation for the game tonight. Yeah, I'm sure it's definitely bull. I mean, does anyone even have to say it, though, in the locker room? Like, you just would know. Because Aaron Rodgers says he doesn't read the newspaper clipping. Well, no one really reads newspapers. Aaron Rodgers says he doesn't really read the tweets. He doesn't really read the headlines and yada, yada, yada. I, like, we, 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 we all that's guarantee that's crap. Yes. They all read it. They all know what's going on. Um, so if you have to say that what's on the line tonight, if you're in the locker room, then 
would you want those players on your team who aren't even paying attention or just as Nelson just called me mentally challenged? <laughs> like if they're like, wouldn't you say that? Like that's like what's wrong with you? Why don't you know what's on the line tonight? Yeah, it doesn't even need to be said. I'm just, I get that. I'm just thinking if you know, if I'm playing, do I even want to know? About that, because I get the whole one and oh mentality. You're not going to clinch home field advantage tonight. But I'm trying to think how, if I'm playing in this game, how I would not let that creep in and say, dude, man, we could we could have all the playoff games in Green Bay. This will be the best chance we've had to go to the Super Bowl since 2011. I mean, the last time the Packers, think about that. As great of a run that McCarthy and Rodgers had, they only had home field advantage once. In that eight-year playoff run, home field advantage once. LaFleur gets it in year one. It's insane. I mean, there's no way I would have I would have been I would have gladly conceded just being a wild card team at the start of the season. Now there's two weeks left and home field advantage is still on the table. Mm-mm-mm. It'd be impossible for me not to be watching tonight doing that math in my head. Yeah, like, of course. I mean, because you want obviously I want to see the lights flick on and off in the playoffs <laughs> at Lambeau Field. Well, there's a night game. We don't know <laughs> if there's going to be a night game. I mean, how cool would that be to see the lights? Someone flick the lights on and off in a playoff Well, the game. NFC Championship game they got that far would be at night. So you yeah. could, yeah. You Just could think of all the, the lights flicking on and off when Aaron right. Jones scores a touchdown. That'd be so cool, man. No, you got to think about it because it gives the best, the Packers the best chance of, you know, advancing in the playoffs. And the way that they are winning games, I mean, you raise an eyebrow at it once in a while. You'd figure you want all the advantages possible, and that would be you know, winning tonight and beating the Lions and getting home field advantage. Uh, Makes sense to me. So, okay. Duh. Winning. So, uh, are you, and so then let me ask you, so then are you watching tonight? Are you doing the mental gymnastics of, well, I think they can win tonight. You know, it's halftime. Uh, Packers are up three. Well, we know we're going to beat the Lions next week. And, man, then all it doesn't even matter what the Saints do at this point. So, next Sunday, all I got to do is watch two games you know, I got to watch the Packers beat the Lions at noon, uh, and then at night I got to go watch the the night game because that's San Francisco and Seattle. And if Seattle wins that game, boom, we're set. Home field advantage. See a Go ahead, Super Bowl. I Book won't be thinking now. about any of that until the game concludes. I won't think about that because how many times have we been burned in the past, Joe? When a we've lot. been looking up uh, hotel ticket, mm. hotel mm-hmm. bookings, mm-hmm. plane mm-hmm. tickets, tickets for the Super Bowl. Like I don't point. know, the Packers and the Seahawks and the NFC Championship game, and the mm-hmm. Packers had a ninety-nine point eight percent chance of winning that game. And we all know what happened. Yeah. Brandon Bostick, sit your ass down. That's um, a fair point. So I'm not going to be thinking about any of that. I'm just going to just hoping, keeping my fingers crossed, my toes crossed, that the Packers can eke out a victory here at U.S. Bank Stadium for the first time. Uh, by the way, early number on that game, uh, San Francisco at Seattle, which was flexed to the night game. So that's the Sunday night football night in America game. Early line out, San Francisco is a three-point favorite. Uh, again, Seattle would need to win that game. Packers win tonight and next week. They get home field advantage. 608-321-1670. Gavin, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Hey, boys. How are we feeling on this Packer Monday? I'm excited. Festivus, Gavin. I watch Nelson excited. and Ebo air their grievances, and I'm ready for a win tonight. Before I before I get to my Packers take, guys, uh, I was watching the game last night. Joe, I don't know if you can help me out with this, but Mahomes scored a touchdown, and he did something like put up 10 fingers. They were saying something about the draft. I, do you know what they were talking about there? <laughs> yeah, they uh, they passed. The Bears uh, traded up from 3-2 to two to draft Mitchell Trubisky, and Patrick Mahomes went 10th, and Deshaun Watson went 11th in that same draft. Wow. 10th, right? I had, I had no idea. That's a bad call by the Bears. You think that's why Mahomes put up 10 fingers last night, Gavin? I don't know. It could be, Evo. Interesting. Interesting. 
Hey, guys, uh, before the Packers, one more take here. Uh, I just want to say Merry Christmas to uh, the Joe and Ebo Hall of Famer, Brett Allen Hunley Jr. Oh, God. Uh, very, about, uh, hey, Gavin, you know, Kyler Murray put him in position, but how about that salting away touchdown drive to go up 27-10 and just, you know, to quote the great Wayne Larry, put the dagger, you know, in the Seahawks. Brett Hunley, wow. Uh, I mean, a Hall of Famer. That was clutch if I've ever seen it, Joe. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, for the Packers, uh, to answer the, the poll question, I, it doesn't matter how they win this game. This could be the ugliest win in the history of the NFL. Uh, the Packers have one road to the Super Bowl, guys. It's getting that first round by, and it's getting at least one game at home. I don't care what it looks like tonight. I just want to get a win. Um, I am not going to give you my score predictor because you guys probably don't want to hear it, but you can guess where I'm going in there with yeah, that. Uh, yeah, go to madcitysportsonecom Gavin. Gavin, yeah, save, save it for the website. Predictor. Save it for the website. All right, I'll hit it yeah. up there, guys. But, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I'm going to be holding my breath tonight. Uh, I don't care how they get it done. Let's just uh, Gavin, pray for a W, boy. Well, let's yeah. say it's the worst football game you've ever seen in your entire life. Like, it's terrible. And the Packers somehow win on a safety. It's 2 nothing. What are you saying Tuesday? Love it. Tuesday. Oh, I'm loving it. It's, it's, a, it's a terrific Tuesday. Merry Christmas, fellas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. All right, have a good one, guys. See you, Gavin. Uh, thank you, uh, Gavin. 608-321-1670. Yeah, I'll go worse. I'll go 4-3. Uh, they get a safety to start the game. Vikings kick a field goal, and they're trying to run out the clock, and the Packers safety them to win 4-3. to Aaron Rodgers is 10 of 29 for 17 yards and four <laughs> interceptions. It's going to be the greatest Packer win ever. Inject it right into my veins. veins. All right, we got best and worst of the weekend coming up. Final poll results and our week. I guarantee most people's week is done after today. Not us. No, no. Talking about the game, does it need to be uh, convincing? Uh, so I, I would assume, Nelson, based on your uh, earlier comments on Matt LaFleur, you would say, yes, you would want this game to be convincing tonight. Well, I feel like if you're a Packer fan in general, once you want it to be convincing, I don't want to watch a squeak it out game. I want the pack or the yeah the Packers to go out there and smoke them. Smoke. Um, not even secondhand, firsthand. Firsthand. Let me get a rip of that. Firsthand of that dart boy. <laughs> well, okay. Wasn't there a stretch? Let me pull it up here. That the Packers have had like the the margin. Talk about the Bucks' margin of victory. Is, yeah, so there was a of all their victories outside of a couple, they've been single digit, right? One score games: Bears ten three, Vikings twenty one sixteen, Detroit twenty three twenty two, Kansas City thirty one twenty four, Carolina twenty four sixteen, Washington twenty fifteen, Chicago twenty one thirteen. So you only have the Raider game and the Cowboy game where they were double digit wins. And even the Cowboy game, I mean, they came roaring back in that second half. So I don't know. It doesn't. Don't we? Are we kind of used to it? like this? Is every week, right? It's the fourth quarter. Bite um, your nails down. Yeah, you know? I mean, isn't this kind of the deal? Yeah, like, I mean, I don't yeah. see there's any other. I mean, yeah, I would. I'm here what Nelson says, but I, I, I'm not like expecting this to be. I'm expecting it to be a very close game, like one way or the other. I don't think the Vikings are going to blow the Packers out, and I don't. Think the Packers are going to blow the Vikings out? Who who has won the most convincing games? The the Ravens. Uh, the, the Ravens and the Niners. The Ravens maybe? have pretty much beaten up on everybody. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, I guess the the Niners squeak by games too. I think the are the who's the most convincing team in the NFL? Just the Ravens. Yeah. Like everyone else is squeaking out wins. I don't think the Seahawks have ever played a normal. Yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, even the Patriots. I mean, Buffalo's not bad, but I mean, they could have lost that game. They've had plenty of one score. Yeah, I mean, I don't. The Seahawks are a fraud. 
that defense is not good enough for them to be a I, legit Super Bowl contender. I agree. Yeah, agreed. I mean, the Seahawks um, have never played a normal game, though. Like, and here's, but here's the thing: they 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 play at home, and what, forgetting about home field advantage, I guarantee Seattle doesn't want to be the sixth seed. That's what they're if they lose that game. So Seattle's going to be coming out like a gangbusters in that game. And I don't, to Nelson's point, I agree. I don't think they are that good. Um, but they could beat San Francisco. And then if Green Bay wins this game tonight, I'm not sure if Green Bay's that good. But you know what? Doesn't matter. Because if the Packers find a way to win tonight and Seattle finds a way to win next week, guess guess who's got home field advantage? Yo, Green Bay Packers. Well, you know why do Seattle. Do we care? No, we're excited. You know why Seattle can do that? It's because Russell Wilson's that good. We haven't seen a game where Aaron Rodgers has been that good. Russell Wilson's put that offense on his back all uh, season. Aaron Rodgers put up a perfect pass rating against the, the Oakland Raiders, Noe. You mean when everything <laughs> happened and <laughs> fell in line for the Packers I mean, and he played one good game? You know, they've played 14, too. The Kansas City game. He was, he's never, he's never he done it before. He pretty good against Kansas City, Oakland, and Detroit. You mean that a team that had stretch. its backup quarterback and a terrible defense? Well, that's I not mean, his fault. I mean, you're, you're asking about games. He, play, he played about as perfect a game as you could. And you No, just, he did if, play a perfect game. He had a just, perfect passer rating. And if you just said Seattle's a fraud, which I kind of agreed, that they might be the best team in the NFC. So if he if he could if Aaron Rodgers can fake his way through those games, why couldn't he fake his way through tonight or next week or whenever they matter in the playoffs? I feel like you I can mean, only it's a different Rodgers. Is you're not going to see the vintage Rodgers obviously of like 2010, 2011 when he's single handedly willing these games. Now it's when they use Aaron Jones, that's how they win games. I you agree can with only that. fake it for so long, Joe, until what Lil what Kev she said, said <laughs> the truth will come out. Fake it till you make it, Noe. Um, I guess that, you know, Nelson, that's a great question. That Like I would... Lil Kev said, the truth oh, will come God. out. It will come to light. Set him free. Set him I have free. so many grievances with Nelson today. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was pretty funny. All right. No, no one even knows about size us three. Uh, 608-3. I bet somebody else knows. We have the smartest listeners. Did you hear Scott's second take? Scott, telling me we don't Scott have the smartest listeners. Scott knows about listeners? Lil Kev, I will, my jaw will hit the floor. <laughs> I guarantee he'll call in now. Go ahead, Scotty. 608-321-1670. No, don't do it. Only Scott. <laughs> don't, Scott. Don't put the jitterbug down. Uh, I mean, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. He's supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He we're is. talking about how he's played good in two games. That's a seventh of the games they've played. Do you think Aaron Rodgers can pull some of that magic out of his earth? Do I think it's in his... When, when needed? I think he still can, but I haven't seen it. But I haven't seen it in three years. Well, that's a bit extreme. But, okay, if you believe that, then that's why well, it tonight... wasn't last year. Okay. What about the Bears game last year? Week one. That was pretty magical. He, he, he could have amputated the leg, Nelson. Wasn't he so hopped up on goofballs? Maybe yeah, was... did you hear? His... He suddenly grew a southern accent yeah. for his post game. I was like, I told right. you. He loved, and he loved everyone. He like loved his family for the first time My in years. My sister worked on a cruise ship for two years, and she came off it and had a British accent. She's from Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> Hello. You know, Aaron Rodgers... Plays the second half on painkillers, and suddenly he's you know he's Brett Favre. He's got he's got a a southern accent. Well, Ryan Braun grows a southern accent every time he calls in. <laughs> well, but he yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but we do we know though? Wasn't that Ebo? Didn't some of that have to do with the Ryan Braun's one year of AAA baseball? Yeah, because he played he had like a month in Texas. Yeah, it was Nashville. <laughs> yeah, close enough. By the way, I heard Brom- Nelson Ebo uh, was telling me, but I haven't heard your side uh, or your take. How was the? Uh, I, of course, I missed him again. 
How was Ryan Braun on Friday on the show? I heard he called into the show on Friday. Kind of douchey, but I feel like whoa, he just kind of gives whoa, off that air. What do you mean kind of douchey? What did he say? He's always trying to come at me, but that's typical Braun. Because well, you were always picking on him, and he's one of my good friends, and he listens to the show all the time. Was he coming at Nelson, Evo? A little bit, but it's every day in the Joe Nebo show. Who's not coming at Nelson a little bit? Th- that's true. That's Nelson true. brings it on himself. Nelson tried to argue with me that getting second is winning a tournament. <laughs> See, he always tries <laughs> See, to Rico. turn and twist this. He knows exactly his little... <clears throat> See, now he's so worked up over it. Um, well, I mean, technically, he's right. I mean, Ebo is right, Nelson, in this case. I get I'm your argument. I'm not fighting about the second place. You know exactly what I'm talking about. He just has to be a little... Say it. Hey, Say hey, it. Hey, have hey. to be a little what? Say don't, it. don't. Nope. Because we have a dump button. We already, already used the dump once button once a day. I know. I try to limit the dump button to once a show. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> That was me. Get, get the, I get, did that. Get the phone, Nelson. Uh, 608-321-1670. No, so, seriously, though, if you're second, if you finish second in a tournament, you didn't win it. Um, you're the first loser. I, I'm not disagreeing with you on that one. I don't know. Oh, he's back. <laughs> Who's on the phone, Nelson? Pipeline of the North. Oh, Troy. Troy. Hey, Troy. Welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. What's up, buddy? Good morning, fellas. How are we doing today? Doing good, I'm man. Doing awesome, Troy. How are you, Thank Troy? You. Merry Christmas. Great, great. Hey, a little shout-out to my wife, Connie. It's your first day of retirement. She's joining me, and uh, she wanted me to mention that. Even though oh, yeah, happy congratulations. Hey, it's going to be a big adjustment. The dog and myself have been happy for the last couple months, and now she's joining it. Yeah, so. Troy, now you got to do the honey-do list every day. Yeah. <laughs> Evil, you know that. Uh, like, t- t- trust me, dude. You put the ring on. I know. <laughs> hey, uh, my take on tonight's game is I don't think the Packer wide receivers are going to get open for Mr. Rogers. So I don't think it matters. If we got him or Russell or whoever quarterback, and I just don't think they can get any separation. I think that's going to be the difference in the game. So, Hey, Troy, um, you're the pipeline of the North. What do you think of that Saturday game against UW-Milwaukee hey, for the Badgers? Woo! Hey, I had, uh, I had my Badger fleece uh, uh, sweater on for the last three days. I finally took it off, so uh, I, was, I was revived with the victory. They, they looked, uh, looked good. In well, Troy, I hope you take the fleece off after three days. you got to dress up something nice for your wife's retirement. Well, not a well, dingy, not a dingy three-day worn fleece. No, 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 no. We won't go that far. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's all good. So, just want to wish you guys a uh, happy holidays here, and uh, it's, uh, it's been a good year. And let's keep her rolling, huh? Yeah, man. Did Troy, any grievances, yeah, any grievances? Uh, here today on Festivus? You want to air any grievances out? Um, no, I really don't have anything. Uh, oh, Troy, I have one that involves you, actually. Okay. What's that? One wow. of my one of my grievances is we didn't get to see you more in Badger Saturdays. We just had that one time with you, which was fun. But I wanted more. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it, and uh, making a vow to get down there for uh, some more basketball too. You got it. You let us know, man. We'll go super party. We'll run into you. So, all right. You take care and uh, give that give that Nelly a extra piece of uh, Troy. Troy, before I let you go, let me ask you: If you finish second in a tournament, did oh. you win? <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, sorry, Troy, Nelson. no one was claiming that. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you, Troy. Thanks.